0: Dig a bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hi there. I hope that you're having a good day. I hope you're having a good study on commandment number nine, Thou Shalt Not Bear False Witness. As I'm recording, it's getting close to the time for our podcast, actually within a week. And so I want to finish out the digabits for this month. And today I want to go to John chapter 5. We're talking about bearing witness of the truth, Jesus Christ. But in this chapter, it's just very interesting that Christ tells us that there's a fourfold witness of the verity or the truth that he is the Son of God. As I was studying this, I was reminded of Deuteronomy 19, verse 15, the law under which Jesus lived at this time, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version here. A single witness shall not suffice against a person for any crime or for any wrong in connection with any offense that he has committed only on the evidence of two witnesses or of three witnesses shall a charge be established. That's Deuteronomy 19 verse 15. The King James Version renders it this way, one witness shall not rise up against a man for any iniquity or for any sin, in any sin that he sins, at the mouth of two witnesses or at the mouth of three witnesses, shall the matter be established. The New American Standard says it this way, a single witness shall not rise up against a person regarding any wrongdoing or any sin that he commits on the testimony of two or three witnesses a matter shall be confirmed so I think it's interesting here that under the Torah the the Torah under which these folks lived in John chapter 5 these Pharisees that were making an accusation against Jesus because they wanted to kill him it was required that they have two or three witnesses to establish the offense Jesus however comes back to them with the the sort of the other side of the argument here saying but i have a fourfold witness that i am indeed god that i am god the son it's interesting that they were accusing him of two things first of all of healing on the sabbath and we find that incident in chapter five in the first few verses there but in verse 16 it says and therefore did the jews persecute jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the sabbath day so they had that accusation that he had broken the sabbath but then in verse 18 we read therefore the jews sought the more to kill jesus because he not only had broken the sabbath but also because he said that god was his father making himself equal with god so they had this joint accusation against jesus and they were crowding together as a group of witnesses against jesus trying to kill him and then jesus as if it were a court of law and it really wasn't here they had no court they had no legal accusation against jesus but here jesus gathers his own witnesses and i just think this is remarkable we have jesus as the lawyer here the author actually of the law gathering his own witnesses and there are actually five of them if we count christ himself but he discounted his own witness because we have here jesus christ saying in verse 30 i can of mine own self do nothing as i hear i judge and my judgment is just it's interesting that he's calling himself the judge here because i seek not my own will but the will of the father which has sent me if i bear witness of myself my witness is not true he's not saying that i'm lying if i'm just if i say something about myself if i defend myself what he's saying is that under the law just bearing witness of oneself is not true. You have to have, Deuteronomy nineteen fifteen at least two witnesses. So then he goes, there is another, verse 32, who bears witness of me, and I know that the witness that he witnesses of me is true. You sent to John, and he bear witness unto the truth. So his first witness he calls to the stand is John the Baptist. And we have read in chapter 1 of John verses 15 and 19 that John is testifying that the word has come in the flesh and that word is Christ Jesus. But I receive not testimony from man, but these things I say that you might be saved. He was a burning and a shining light and you were willing for a season to rejoice in his light, the light of John the Baptist. He says, but I really don't need the witness of man. Verse 36, I have a greater witness than that of John for the works which the Father has given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. He's really looking at these Jews and saying, you know what was prophesied and I have done exactly what was prophesied. You know the power of what I just now did in on the on the Sabbath day here in Jerusalem, the Pool of Bethesda, when there was a an, a man there who had he was sick for thirty eight years. You saw me heal him, along with other um, signs. One had already been done: the sign of turning water into wine in john chapter 2 i believe it was the first sign the marriage in cana right john chapter 2 and he says you've seen the signs that i've done those works those works are witness of me so so far we have christ himself we have john the baptist and we have the works that he did and then he goes on to say But I have greater witness than that of John, verse 36. Then he tells about the works, verse 37. And the Father himself, which has sent me, hath borne witness of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his shape, and you have not his word abiding in you for whom he has sent. Him ye believe not. You're looking at the Old Testament scriptures because you think there's life in them. And they have testified of me. So we could say the Old Testament scriptures or God himself, but they weren't looking at the Old Testament scriptures to see if the Messiah matched up with all the prophecies. So God himself in the Old Testament scriptures bore witness that this is indeed his son. I receive not honor from men, but I know you that you have not the love of God in you. I am come in my Father's name, verse 43, and you are not receiving me. If another should come in his own name, him you will receive. How can you believe which receive honor one of another? That is, you look to each other and you praise one another as being from God. And you seek not the honor that comes from God only. You're trying to exalt each other rather than looking to the word of God for your exaltation. And then verse 45, there's one more witness don't think that I will accuse you to the father there is one who accuses you even Moses in whom you trust on whom you have set your hope oh they were all about the law of Moses and Moses was bearing witness of Jesus Christ for had you believed Moses verse 46 you would have believed me for he wrote about me but if you don't believe Moses writings how are you gonna believe my words Jesus is actually turning the accusation against them. He's saying, don't think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, even Moses. Moses, the words of Moses, the one whom you exalt to the high heaven, is the one who is convicting you, condemning you, because you're discarding his words. He wrote about me, and you're acting like he didn't even prophesy of me. So we have a five-fold witness here christ himself that he discounts his own witness according to deuteronomy 19 15 that's not enough of a witness but i have john the baptist i have the works or miracles which i am doing i have the father who has testified of me in the old testament scriptures and i have the man moses whom you exalt he's saying in any court of jewish law I win I am the son of God and I'm not depending just on my own testimony I am presenting a veritable case of truth and we know that they are going to end up rejecting this truth and that that will be the catalyst for the cross which we need so badly and Jesus was intentionally going to the cross but he wasn't going to the cross without a witness, a true witness before the court of the eternal God to say, what I am is the way, the truth, and the life, as we're getting from the book of John. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great day.